So, welcome back to our annual podcast of the year in review. Wait, did I finish my coffee or not? Oh, I didn't, yes. So, we did one of these last year, 2019 year in review. Really exciting. Went to Qatar, went to Romania, did all these class things, did loads of seminars. And then this year, uh, we obviously have fuck all to talk with. So, <laughs> Gurf is tensing his bicep here. 2020 was a phenomenal year for Owen Murphy and training and girfling as a as a an entity. I made it happen. Like <laughs> you made it happen. To I be did. fair to you, I always make it happen. And I Joe, we were talking about the members about goal setting and like yeah, because uh, we do like weekly lectures on that members page. Yeah, and we were talking about goal setting. We wanted them to think about goals they'd set this year and see if they had achieved them and do just a small little reflective and assessment piece on it. Uh, and Gurf made a great point that like. If you didn't achieve what you wanted to achieve in training, mm-hmm. it's your fault. It 100% is. Or, but I said that in a lot of things in parts of your life. You yeah. Know. Now, there's some things that are just really shit and they happen, you know, just to clear that up before things people, before think we're just calling people out and stuff. Some things are shit. Like if you got coronavirus. Yeah. And it made you very sick. I got the coronavirus. Some people like would keep pushing and say it was your fault that you weren't mm. healthy or whatever, right? But but it's after aside. But if you got, if you're in, in an environment, for example, where you weren't able to train. Yeah. That's your fault. It is like, you. If, if training was something that was very important to you, you would have figured out a way. And then someone might say, well, if I didn't have money, you would have figured out a way of getting that money, you know? And I know it sounds, you're <laughs> laughing at me here and you think I'm being a dickhead, but that's true though. It is like, did did anything, did you do stuff you didn't want to do? But besides traveling, which was illegal or whatever, right? But besides, I did all the usual shit, to be honest. Yeah, did you want to? Uh, yeah, like, my life didn't change a huge amount. Like you... You have to, like, if you want to do things, you have to get after them. Yeah, like, you, pitter you know, patter, let's get at her. There's no point lying to people and saying, like, no, it was, it was, you know, people are blaming 2020 for being like, oh, it's a terrible year and I had big goals and I didn't achieve Yeah, anything. yeah. Aside from being not able to go to the Olympics because it wasn't fucking on, you know. Yeah, you that can, was a thing, like. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is something that if people are looking to get something for 2020. It's not being a money bitch about it. Yeah, it's just like, if you really want to be able to do x y or z right Mm -hmm. if you want to be able to do fucking skeet shooting Mm -hmm. uh then put everything in your mind into getting living in a place where that's facilitated yeah or else getting that set up close to your house or else getting in with a group of people who do skeet shooting all the time Mm -hmm. uh or getting your family involved in some way like you know like there's a hell of a lot of things people enjoy doing or like doing yeah but they never really realize their potential in that because they don't organize other things around it. Yeah. They don't seek like seek facilitators in the way of like joining clubs or joining groups or making friends who are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're somebody who really goes to the gym and enjoys doing it and you've been training now for a year and a half and like you're starting to move more weights, uh, you follow loads of people on Instagram, but you don't have a proper training partner, like these are huge deficits yeah. that you can definitely go out there and get. And I know it's tough to find like people, good people to train with, but it's a lot harder if you never look. Yeah. Like the, just to reiterate, obviously shit things happen to people. Yeah. You know, bad things happen. But like you were born ginger. Like I know. And like you were born without any athletic skills. <laughs> and here we are like running a performance company. Like yeah. for the year for Seek of Strength, obviously was phenomenal. You know, we went full time. Yeah. Obviously a lot of people will be like, you know, 
and you're leaving during more pandemics. But to be honest, that didn't even occur. I don't think anything like that would have occurred to either of us to not do something. Yeah. You know, if that was the thing to do, then we were going to go do it, I think, regardless of what was the uh, the current the environment around it. Uh, one thing, right, we have, I've noticed, is extreme optimism, but no peppiness. <laughs> yes, if yeah. that was to describe us. <laughs> extremely optimistic, but zero pep. Yeah. There's no pep, like, there's no, like, no one's chirpy and upbeat, but we're very optimistic. With the two of us? Yeah. Yeah. It, the default optimism, like, we just assume things are going to go well, or we believe it will, and hope it will, you know, but there's no, like, you know... Uh, no Making moves in silence. There's no affirmations in the morning, you know, no. or we're not telling people how hard we're working or anything, you know. Yeah, and it's funny as well because like, it took a, a long time for Sika to become the thing it is now, right? Yeah. For two lads to be chatting to you on a a Thursday of New Year's Eve, and like, for us to be both working for the company full time, mm-hmm. like that took a lot of like. That took a lot of making moves in silence. Yeah, yeah. And like, I don't think we put up a fucking single Instagram post about it, you mm-hmm. know. Yet, I know people, and I went to college with people, and I like, I very good friends of people who have like fucking side hustles going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, when's that kicking off? Like, oh yeah, this, you know, this order is a bit slow coming in now, and oh, I was going to do that next month, but uh, yeah, I don't know, will I now? And you're, I'm like, fucking hell, boy. If I, if the the time you put into Instagram stories was put into that, yeah. you'd probably have a fucking fine enterprise for yourself. That's the thing. Like you just, you know, I think we at the start of this year, we kind of said by September. Sorry, the start of twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, start of twenty twenty. We're kind of aiming for September that one or both of us could be doing this full time or whatever. You know, yeah. What someone would be getting something out of this more than we what we were, and then I think around. So at the start of this year, everything was rosy. Everything was going great. We were. I was kind of the month of holidays I had at work so that I could potentially go back to Qatar, Romania, yeah. and we could potentially drive to the Olympics as well in Tokyo. So we were looking at those kind of three things. Uh, Fitz had started, you were in your new job not that long. Uh, we were looking at <coughs> stuff to do. But at the back of my head, I was always kind of like, look, uh, I was saying to Fitz that I I definitely wanted to be by like September. Yeah, and in the back of my head, I was yeah. thinking like, Garf wants to train full-time, right? So like if, if we're train, being honest... yeah. Sika scratches a serious itch you have for coaching yeah. and imparting knowledge and being able to study things full time. Mm-hmm. But it also scratches the itch whereby you can train like a fucking demon yeah. and not have to go and pipette things in a lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like in my head, when we were like talking about this, I was like, yeah, this will go in such a way whereby Garf can go full time mm-hmm. or he can titrate off hours with where you're currently working Mm -hmm. training will be better we'll be able to produce better content Mm -hmm. and then we'll be able to do more traveling and all that the business will go better but never did i think that (laughs) both of us just be like um (laughs) we're actually just leaving our jobs there yeah and uh going to work on the internet making youtube videos i think around i was at i was coming up to the end of year four for my job four years and uh, that was my second job out of college. And uh, I it's, I was like, I knew after six months that I didn't want to do this forever. <laughs> to be honest, I knew after six weeks that it was not what it was. But so then we, we basically, you know, that was always a long term goal years ago when we started Seeker Strength or whatever. But um, around sort of started this year, I was kind of looking at it, work around, like kind of talking to work about where I was going to go and what I was going to do. I was like, eh, let's see. I was like, I'm going to go to Tokyo this year and drive, you know, so I yeah. like, need a couple of weeks off. Uh, but all the time back in my head, knowing exactly that this is like, you know, it was only a matter of time. Uh, we were like obviously working 
two nights a week probably it's the extreme obviously every day we were doing stuff so like the routine for me would have been get up at half five drive to work uh go to work do the work uh come home do like an hour of six straight work while i was cooking yeah. my dinner then go training for two and a half hours like six seven days a week then come back um obviously you know spend time with loved ones etc yeah. and then maybe do some more work before i go to bed and that was it at nauseam and then at the weekends it was like work training sleep again work more work or going places going to seminars going to like or doing podcasts or you know doing stuff trying to figure out what we were doing and then around mid i think mid-summer i was like fits i was like september <laughs> has to happen i was like there is no way i was like the, it you know i was like the, that's i think i I think about it like you know i was like i really think i'm gonna yeah. end my notice um and then i was kind of telling some of my, my good friends at work you know and they'd out they'd known about six strength for a long time obviously and uh they I, I told them at the start of this year i was like look i think about september you know yeah so then the lockdowns happened i didn't ever go geez i don't think it's gonna happen september but i was like it may not be september but you know yeah. if it can at all happen september so i kind of put it out of my mind for a bit while obviously we're still doing all our work so we're still working away there was no like we still kept working as much as we could around midsummer so we ended our first kind of lockdown i was like it has to happen september um i was like i was at the point where i hated it so much like one of my managers asked me you know she was like uh, i don't know if anyone listens to the podcast from work anymore but she was like uh are you okay and i was like meh uh i said something whatever she got asking like a third time yeah and then i told her i was like i just i hate work you liked it or whatever <laughs> and then she was like oh you have some time off booked and i was like yeah and uh i had like two weeks booked off and then uh <laughs> that just made it worse because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to do it you know but for me it wasn't that you know i need to get out it was like i knew it was going to be getting out you know it was just a matter of when and i think around then i said at the fits i remember training in your the high performance at the back of your house the high performance center i was like it's gonna happen like we yeah. kind of it was i don't ever remember us going okay we'll do it in september no but i remember me saying to you i was like look i'm i'm set for, i'm gonna i'm gonna hand in, in september yeah i was like i want that needs to be the end of it yeah, yeah, it has yeah. To be. what were you thinking at that time so it's the other like concurrently to this right yeah. so i was working a job that i ve- like very much enjoyed it you know yes but like at the end of the day you're still like going to work every day mm-hmm. you know and it's not like it it's it's not the fact that it was like two or three evenings a week of seeker stuff and and the weekend of seeker stuff mm-hmm. that didn't impact it at all because we we're just having crack like yeah joe like it's like send your emails do your editing record your stuff that's all like good crack going on at the same time. But then I was like, maybe there is another option here. Yeah. And uh, I don't think you believed it for a while. Did I you? didn't believe it at all. No. Because see, we both had this thing where we wouldn't look at the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't look at like the the analytics for the payments coming in because if you looked at it, it meant it was real. And if it was real, it could go away. Yeah. So we were both just like belligerently like, no, no. Yeah. Like, no, no, nothing's happening. Uh, and then we were talking to the accountant and we were like maybe we should have a meeting there well but, but before that so if you just yeah. take a few weeks back before that so mid like june right yeah you weren't sure what you wanted to do it's not that you ever were like oh i don't want to do seek strength anymore like no there was, no, there was no, never no. in doubt that was no. just cleared up for people it was never ever in doubt but you you were kind of enjoying your job yeah. at the time because you you'd kind of come into the lockdown and you work from home so you were still kind of facilitating and you see the role the role i was working was a very random and broad role you know yeah. like in essence i was working 
selling incredibly expensive stand-up desks and yeah. chairs to, yes, yes, yes. to people in, like, good jobs. Yeah. Uh, but then I was also doing, like, uh, ergonomic assessments on people, like, workplace assessments. Then I was doing, like, performance psychology webinars for companies and for, like, their executives, yep. which I still do, which I absolutely love doing. And mm. interacting with people in that way is something that, like, like I do it now contractually for that company through Sika. Mm-hmm. And really enjoy it. Yeah. Like, that kind of role for me is, like, incredibly challenging. But it's still not... Like, you're not going to stand there and be like, oh, will I work for myself? Or will I work for somebody else? Yeah. You know, like, there's... And it's, like, it's not work for myself scraping shit out of a barrel, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's working for myself, like, having the crack Mm -hmm. and doing something that we're both very experienced in and, like, fully invested in. Like, I remember sitting in the shed and you were, I could see you were, um, not, not confused is the wrong word. You were, um, indecisive. In yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. what you, oh, know, very much so. Because I was like, uh, see, I was well, I was well into my job at this stage. Yeah. So there was no doubt for me. So I, you're three and a half years ahead now. Yeah. I was right. just, <laughs> just relation to Spitz had just come out of college for his master's, you know, and it's not that you'd never had jobs, but you had loads of jobs before this. But yeah. This is your first kind of like, after college job you know this was your first like kind of is this a career job because you yeah. knew and all your other jobs weren't career like you've done a lot of different jobs in fairness yeah. you, you know and um you still do for some reason even though we have our own company <laughs> but anyway um you, so you were kind of in the honeymoon period of your job yeah where i was an all-day pension in my job um, yeah and you were sick to death of it sick like. to death of it i was very good at my job just before anyone wonders you were in a loveless marriage like. i was in a loveless <laughs> marriage with my job i was getting on out of it uh so i knew that you know pandemic or no pandemic lockdowns or no lockdowns gyms open or closed like i was like it's just something in my brain was like it has to be this september yeah. i kind of thought about earlier and i hate not following chewing things if i think about them um <laughs> and I, it, it's bad it's a bad thought process too like you know to be like to make excuses if you can do something yeah so what, what we kind of thought was you know we'll just keep making as much and selling as much programs as we can and doing as many seminars well obviously not last year but whatever yeah and then we knew at some point that we had to go full-time mm-hmm. to make something happen and i remember sitting in the shed and you were kind of like so what the original plan was weirdly enough was that i was going to go full-time with it yeah um and then we'd i was like fits like no one was putting any pressure on anyone i wasn't yeah. like, fit you have to leave as well i was like look if you want to leave six months after i leave yeah yeah or yeah. after i do my job we'll make it happen you know yeah we'll make it work i'll come up to you like there was no pressure because there was no point you can't possibly pressure someone into something like that no 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 but then something in the space of <laughs> Until less than three weeks made you go fuck this. I yeah, don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah. I like. I can just remember remember that point where you were like, "I'm not sure." I could see you really indecisive. I was like, "That's yeah. cool. That's whatever." No, I don't care. Like, that would be an example again of you know, I could have been like, "Oh, we both have to leave at the same time, or it's yeah. just fucked." I was like, "Fine, if he doesn't want to leave, then I was like, there was no emotion. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. We'll make it work. Whatever. There's no there's no point like wasting time thinking about this." Yeah. But then something. In the space of like three weeks, made you go fuck this shit, and I don't, I don't know what I was. Yeah, I don't know. I like. This is gonna sound so bad, but like I really enjoy control, right, and autonomy. Yeah, and like, I had had that experience from very early on. You know, like when I was still in school, I was selling turf and firewood with one of my best friends. That's how we made money. We still had other jobs, but when we were in school, we had this business made great fucking cash. Yeah, good crack, right. Then, when I was in second year of my undergrad, 
or end of first year of my undergrad, yeah. I opened the gym. Mm-hmm. And it meant working four days a week in a place that's two and a half hours away from the university. Yeah. It was like shit loads of work, but I still had huge amounts of control yeah. and autonomy, you know? Yeah. And I think just when I... I, like this isn't in any way a conscious thought, you know. Yeah. And when we were having these conversations, we were looking over plausibility and all that. Uh, Joe, I think you just get a a bit of a smell of that, and you're like, oh, that little bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, then, and then when we actually did look at the numbers. Yeah. Which realistically is the most important thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and like see the feasibility, then I'm just like absolutely no way why would yeah. i be doing this when yeah. you could be doing this you know and like we knew it like i knew myself that we would have to be both of us that would have to before like we yeah. could, we we would have to take a risk at a certain point and then things would hopefully yeah. take off you know and um so for me like it was i always want independence you know like non-reliance on other people yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you know with hunting like baking on bread stupid shit like that <laughs> I know it sounds dumb, like, but it's all like having my own company. Yeah, you know, acquiring my own food, like, mm-hmm. y- like you know, all those things oh, sound weird. They're yeah. character traits of me, you know, and I'm not saying they're good character traits, but they are in line with my character. Like, yeah. uh, like not going to social events. <laughs> 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 all of these, like, just uh, m- removing myself from every other person. There were no, I, but they're consistent there, you know. Yeah, and, like the idea of. It also sounds kind of, you know, people with companies sometimes, uh, you know, you cut, you're supposed to be altruistic. Al- what's the word? Oh. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be free charitable, you know. Oh, but, uh, like, uh, al- oh. holy shit. Paddy's listening to this now and he's screaming yeah. at us. But basically, you know, you, you're, you're supposed to be like a philanthropist. A philanthropist, basically. You know, you're like, you're not supposed to make money. Altruistic. But, altruistic that's the fucking word that's it knew it body's still shouting at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like I like you're so limited with what you can make and do you know yeah. and like making your own money as opposed to someone paying you wages so vastly different and I didn't realise it until we had left you know yeah like it's you're just so limited with everything you can do in your life if you don't have your and I'm not saying everyone's meant for running their own company and I don't think they are you know and like the entrepreneur thing has become very sexy as people talk about. I hate it. We've never once called ourselves entrepreneurs. No. Uh, Fanula said a joke nearly once and I was like, you'll never hear me say that. I'm I, a business owner. Um, you're the secretary. I'm the ju- director. <laughs> <laughs> like, you'll, you'll hear things like that on paper but I'd never say that, you know. Yeah. But, like, just the the whole thing of it. But I, I, you know what, as soon as, kind of what set me off initially was in fourth year I did a fucking, you know, you get elective mod- modules. Yeah. One of them was like small business consultancy yeah so we were like that's going to be an easy a for fortune biochemists yeah. you know f- a couple of us went into it it was all group projects <laughs> biochemists. <laughs> dorks. but it was a force year business model and we got a's yeah, in it, you yeah, know, yeah. We, there, was a, there was two module one and two of it so first and second semester and um it kind of set something off my brain i think accidentally so you know you hear like um the the word we won't say the entrepreneur word the e word mm. so they always talk about four years hustling selling lemonade oh, you know you hear them talk about that stuff yeah, I didn't have that stuff. Like it was yeah, just a yeah, farm yeah. at home. Like so, uh, there was, there was <laughs> selling turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. But um, um, so that kind of made. I think it set off something subconsciously in my brain where I was like, mm, maybe this is something I might look at because you know the idea of it. So then, when we we restarted, you know, yeah, we get we get to this point in mid twenty twenty. We're in the shed. I've made up my mind one hundred percent. A couple of weeks later, something in your brain just goes fuck. Yeah, yeah, Fuck yeah. All of this. So we were like, we said it to our relevant parties and our, our loved ones in our lives. 
and yeah. they were all very supportive in fairness um you know uh, bar mothers probably <laughs> <laughs> they uh, um but still supportive nonetheless I yeah suppose. so we were like shit we'd better meet our accountant and go you yeah know. so we had a, a financial conversation to be honest yeah probably the best decision we've made as a company yeah is uh is finding a financial advisory firm mm-hmm. that's appropriate for us yeah and like this is like mistakes I've made with other businesses before where you're just like, oh yeah, that account, it's grand. They're out the road there, they're local. And uh, and you're just like, oh yeah, this is okay. I heard they're cheap. Fucking my friend's uncle's mother uses them for her like flower arranging business. But when we actually put some time in and we went to like a local enterprise board and figured out who the best financial advisory firm would be for us, uh, I definitely think that's one of the best decisions we've made as a company. Yeah. Uh, we needed someone who would give out to us. Yeah. But who also was very good at their job, importantly. Yeah. And we were very, very lucky. Very, very, just total happen chance that we found someone like that. Yeah. And so we had that conversation and they were like, all right, you've like a six to eight month buffer to make it happen. Yeah. So she went for it. Here we are. Here we are now today. Um, so Into our third lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Another fucking lockdown. <laughs> What's wrong with your mic stand? I just, it's the screw doesn't actually screw in. Like it doesn't really hold it if you play enough force to it. So that was probably the defining point of 2020. Yeah. Um, Let's talk athletically about 2020 for you. Okay. Because. So my, yeah. And just start from most recently, I think. So most recently, I obviously hit a big snatch BB. So f- I hit two snatch BBs in the one training block, which was so was it's just so <laughs> it just doesn't happen like. it doesn't happen so two good pbs and when i hit the first one the best part was i knew i was going to hit the second one a couple yeah, of weeks later yeah. there was i was just I had to do it so i am um, oh slash 155 very very good 155 very easy so it leaves a lot more in the tank obviously i did very very well with that so then my cleaning jerk though i kind of fucked it up a bit um but i'll, I'll you know rectify my mistakes look at what i did wrong and you know fix that and like, if you want to hear more about that yeah we did a youtube video or garf did a youtube video on what he did with his training last cycle mm-hmm. go and look at that because there is some yep. good good like insights into it there like every you know every training block you learn more and you get better um something i'm unconscious of this training block is logging all of my training yeah and logging down what i'm doing which is something i did do on in the past fairly frequently and then peers i left go of it um big thing i've really changed this year is really the fine periods of programming and probably one of the biggest things that is is doing a lot more programming for other people and paying more attention for myself because then you're like oh you know you you can't just snowflake your way through this and assume that you can get away without doing it but other people have to do it so you have to go through the fine phases and have progressions planned and um something i'm starting a lot better and obviously worked very well this time's going to work even better i'm sure yeah so i learned some mistakes like for example i didn't have a big enough back squat last time so this time this is going to be different yeah so trying to learn from all these things and adjust them you know and really really like not repeat the same mistakes yeah absolutely i think the, the one thing on the snatch you know when you're talking about a really easy 155 mm-hmm. and you saw it i saw it on one of the youtube comments under that video uh where someone is like oh oh and i don't understand why you don't push your lifts yeah i'm like what the fuck it's yeah. like oh your last pbs looked like they weren't even like yeah and like people don't really understand that like being technically proficient in the snatch is very different from wanting like technical mastery of a movement. Yeah. And like leaving something in the tank, nobody wants the shit show yeah. of a fucking 98 kilo snatch 
that's like barely made, but it's a two and a half kilo increase from last time. Yeah. You know, like if you want long term progression in a sport, you need to be looking at like mastery goals, really getting on top of like learning motor patterns, uh, observing, assessing, changing things as you go through. Yeah. And like that's the ultimate case for that is that one like 160 could have been there on that day. Absolutely. I've yeah. no doubt if you just fucking ragged on it hard enough, listened yeah. to enough kaylee band yeah uh you could have definitely gone for it you know but leaving something in the tank is a mark of maturity that you don't see in a lot of athletes and it's really where they where they fall down Mm -hmm. people think it's like oh i've the heart of a lion yeah i'm gonna go and get after it yeah no you don't you've the technique of a 45 year old crossfitter who started six months ago and hasn't worked on it yeah like you don't want to do it um a pb you know after making two bbs which is huge for a training block you don't need to then go make another one, which looked way worse for, you know, a smaller step forward Absolutely, instead of just yeah. waiting for three steps forward a little bit further down the line. Um, so that was a big one for me, learning a bit more about training, training better, you know, being more optimal, learning what works for me was a big thing. Proving my technique immensely. So I improved an awful lot in two years. Uh, unfortunate things about 2020, for example, is we didn't get to see Miso again or yeah. we didn't get to see Gabriel um, which is very unfortunate. We we're very ho- we're really hoping to see Gabriel again during the summer. Yeah, yeah. It kind of looked like for a while things might be getting better, but obviously then you know twenty twenty kept on just <laughs> kept on keeping on kept on kept on keeping. <laughs> so we didn't get to see him. Definitely get to see him this year. I'm very confident of that. Yeah, absolutely. Hope, uh, hopefully Gabriel might be able to come here, but we'll go train with Gabriel for a few weeks. Yeah, a lot of good videos planned with Gabriel, so I think we'll make we've got some good ideas. Um, yeah, obviously. The, so the big thing with Seek Strength YouTube as well as our our YouTube has been growing a lot you know yeah we've we, so the youtube videos were so much harder to make when we weren't full-time almost um, like to the point where it blocked our entry into the youtube market i think yeah it definitely did like and not that not that we're by any means in the youtube market now yeah. but like the uh the time and the pre-planning and the like just the shared workspace needed for those videos yeah is magnitudes larger than what is needed for a podcast like just screen recording making sure the cameras are right making sure the lighting is right making sure syncing between cameras and audio is right then editing is this whole other thing like there's a huge amount goes into those uh that like that time commitment just can't be made for uh when we were parenting like any any amount of time you put into a podcast is triple for any video so <clears throat> yeah the recording time of a podcast editing time then is about a 10% of that or less yeah but whereas like the recording time of a YouTube video could be say 45 minutes and then editing that could be triple that then after you know even longer sometimes like and you some of those longer ones you've done yeah you know like like the cooking ones like how long is a piece of string like you you can keep editing till the cows come home like you can keep adding more to it and it will keep getting better yeah you know like yeah uh, so no like the YouTube is something that's it's good for us because when we put out a podcast we put it up where we host it. It kind of gets released. Sometimes we get DMs on Instagram. Sometimes we get people emailing us about programs. They're like, oh, I really like the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we can see kind of numbers of listens. Yeah. But you don't get like engagement overall. Yeah. YouTube, you wake up in the morning, 40 comments. Yeah. Across yeah. the videos, you know? Yeah. Uh, but we know what podcasters <laughs> are listening to, though. We know people yeah. are. We know um, you're there. It'd be nice to find a way to engage with our podcast listeners somehow. Um, yeah because it's a different kind of listener in the podcast compared to but the thing is then podcast m- listeners might not be the kind of people who want to engage you know what i mean they yeah. might not people they just want to listen 
and get it. And Whereas that. people definitely go to YouTube to engage in the comments. Yeah, and fight each other in the comments. Yeah, they love it. Great for the algorithm. <laughs> I don't know, you know, if we much carry over between YouTube listeners. I know we do get. I do see sometimes in the pod, in the comments of YouTube, people <laughs> saying they love the podcast and listening to stuff like the shit yeah. talk. Funny one, the shit talk there. It's um, we we'd mentioned it earlier in the year, but we never did it because yeah, it time time valuable. It was not, but well, at the time it wasn't. No, and I think like non-specific stuff like that is something you can't delve into yeah. when you're being restricted by time. Even the mentality of, you know, is this productive enough when you're not full-time for us, when you're doing part-time. Yeah. Like the another productive educational podcast was much more useful or would have felt like more of productive work than, you know, the shit talks, which yeah. we have the time and space to do now. Um, or like a theory of training video, you know, any of those, mm-hmm. they're just kind of, we'd perceive them as being more valuable for people yeah but we've no idea about the podcast listeners no. judging by the listenership of the shit talks um they're they're more valuable than anything <laughs> <laughs> <The> fuckers <laughs> spending ages thinking about a podcast and it's then you come along and talk about polar bear livers and like what kind of fucking yeah the fermi paradox random shit like but what? well it, what's actually funny is like if we're like business talk now in inverted commas for three seconds business you're talking to two lads now who couldn't know less about business but yeah when you're looking at things like this right and we're looking to try and bring in new people right we just want to talk to more people so we can try and spread more information out there Mm -hmm. something like that is good for us you know because more than likely uh if garf is on the way home with his missus in the car right Mm -hmm. uh and he's like i'm putting on a podcast on uh this guy who helps athletes avoid doping tests Mm -hmm. his girlfriend's going no fucking way yeah yet when he's like, oh, it's just two lads talking shit. That's my fiance now, isn't it? Oh. Um, but yeah, the shit talk is one yeah. which is, um, you know, I like to be honest, some, you know, I know something's <laughs> really good, right? If I listen to it again. So I've listened yeah. to the Project Podcast in full. The reaction to, to the 2014 Worlds, I watched that video again yesterday. You yeah. know something's really good is if you want to watch yourself listening because normally when you listen to your own voice, you're like, Jesus Christ, oh. shut up. You get so annoyed at it. Anything else in 2020 that was... Um, I got a big owie on my back. You sure <laughs> You sure fucking did. Actually, yeah, we didn't talk about your athletic. I didn't want to bring it up in case you didn't want to talk about it. But here. No, so like back in... Was it May? No, midsummer you were kind of... Midsummer, I was like... Around the time you weren't sure about your future, you were crippled. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I just need a training goal. Uh, so as all of you will know... We were talking about Last it. year I did a powerlifting competition and it just killed any joy of training in my head. You it sure really just did. gripped it. And tore it out through my asshole. So I was like, fuck it, I need to start training again. And then I was like looking around and years and years ago, I remember this thing of like 500 pound back squat and five minute mile in one day. It was before, is it Adam Clunk or Adam Clink? Don't know his name. The guy in the States had done it before any of that. I was like, oh, I want to do it. I made a YouTube video on it that I'm going to start training towards it. Everything was going well. It was like, it was during the summer. Running was nice. You know, it was like everything was programmed out. Squatting was going very well, even though I hadn't done enough volume at the start. But it was still going really well. Squatted like 190 for a, maybe a pause single or a double a few weeks before. I think it was a double, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Like, everything going great. You know, it's like beginning of a training cycle. I was like, just need to get to 230 with the squat. That'll be no bother. Running was feeling grand. Few like growing pains. Bit of ankle pain, wouldn't you? A bit of, bit of ankle and Achilles expected and calf though. pain. Definitely to be expected. Yeah. And uh, 
like you weren't complaining about these or anything like these were just you were like absolutely not i'd be like how how's training and you're like oh my feet are a bit sore but i can't run tonight or whatever yeah yeah and like it was none of those things were issues so a few weeks beforehand i had failed a squat so one of the lads was training in my gym like the high performance center which is actually just a shed uh and when i arrived you dare (laughs) the high performance center uh so i arrived up he i can't remember what i had been doing but he had started warming up um and he was doing light squats was like ah fuck it i'll do i think the first squat was like maybe 140 i was wearing jeans Mm -hmm. and just these runners innovates innovates so like fully flat shoes so just jeans i think i might have done a rep or two with 140 or 150 something like that and then i was like fuck it i'll just throw on 190 and obviously having terrible ankle mobility through trying to stiffen up my ankles for running and wearing fully flat shoes and being in a pair of jeans and not warming up in any way and then hopping under 190 kilos which at that time for me was quite heavy you know yeah uh i put the bar on my back squatted down and as i was standing up i was like oh i'm gonna fail this Mm -hmm. and i failed hundreds of reps yeah probably more than most people will ever do but then i can't sit down into the bottom of a squat because mm-hmm. i'm wearing jeans mm-hmm. so i can't just sit down and bail it off my back mm-hmm. i also can't sit down because i've no raise in my ankles so i was just like ah i'll just have to start powering it up but then i couldn't power up because i was too weak mm-hmm. so i had to like quasi hold it at like a power stance position and like shimmy off to the side but obviously i just got crushed by it yeah uh no pain no nothing that was grand it was a hilarious instagram video probably got more engagement than any instagram post i've ever had in my life uh that was fine trained away everything felt good and i was like fucking my back is tightening up and i hadn't ever worked an office job before you know Mm -hmm. so like obviously sitting in an office from nine to five is like going to have an impact on posture and all this shit so my back was getting like a little tight a week after that Mm -hmm kept training and i was going doing can't remember what i was going doing but i was doing 170 for a double on the way up and i normal shit not much of a warm-up went like probably 100 150 170 or 140 170 and on the second rep of 170 when i'm above parallel i stopped being able to move and there's just this giant crack in my lower back like crack and weight shifting to the side and i stood up and i was like this is really bad because i'm not feeling pain mm-hmm. and i just like barely got it back into the rack and then i just lay down on the floor and couldn't feel my legs and i was like oh shit this is really bad and my legs were like <laughs> cramping up and turning in but i genuinely couldn't feel my legs or yeah. move my legs concerning you might say it was concerning it was definitely concerning for the lad who was with me because he wasn't really he doesn't really train and he had no idea what was happening uh so yeah, I got an owie in my back, ate diaphene for a few weeks, yeah, and it kind of went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is like I don't want to be going in getting an MRI to a hospital where I probably have to get a COVID test beforehand. Yeah, I'm probably taking up someone's valuable time because I was too retarded to warm up. Yeah, uh, and like it wasn't like I had the Olympics in two weeks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just left it alone, then just started back training very slowly, very slowly. Did lots of volume. Yeah, like that time span, it kind of seems like a long ago, but in terms of training, it's not that much time. No. Considering that happened around like kind of mid, late summer. Yeah, end of July. Like you're out of it for a good few weeks. 
uh, you'd been doing a lot of manual labor there and you were doing some gardening. Oh, like that's the other thing, yeah. Heavy gardening, like moving And building sleepers. walls with those railway sleepers. Yeah, like so you obviously had under fatigue. It was an acute injury, I would think. I don't think it's a systemic issue. No, no, no. So you just done a lot of new running. Yeah. You added a lot of squats, probably gone heavier in squats than you should have. Didn't really do anything too intelligent in your training. And Nothing intelligent. No assistance work whatsoever. And then no, I was always so tired. And then you ended up <laughs> with that injury, you know. Mm. Um, did anything else significant happen in 2020? That was of note, you know, that's what. Before we move on to looking ahead to 2021. I briefly skimmed through my Instagram posts and I didn't see anything. Nothing so. worthwhile. Like, a lot of events that would have happened, I suppose, in 2020 didn't yeah. happen. And that's the same for a lot of people. I, I don't feel... Um, ah, look, on a whole, 2020 was a phenomenal year for me. Yeah. I know it was good for you as well, like, but yeah, I, yeah. I really can't complain in any way. No. And, like, there's people listening to this in 2020 as a shit show. Yeah. We just both happened to be incredibly lucky. Yeah, definitely got a very lucky in your situation too, yeah. obviously. Like, that's a big thing. You know, we could have been in different places. Uh, but I suppose then, see, the argument is, it's like when, you know, when you hear Will Smith and all them talk about manifestation and they just believe it. But listening to successful people talk about things, it's like talking to lead athletes about how they got there. It's, it's like talking it's, to you about how to get, like, how to get shorter fevers. Like, yeah, uh, just be yeah. born with, like, it's the positive user voice in that regard is, is terrible. So we could, we could be in a scenario we could say, you know, you know, you just adapt to your circumstances. But it could be that our just particular circumstances for the last 27 years have been optimal for yeah. us. And it's, you could be so lucky. So I don't think you can ever talk shit to people about not doing stuff. But I think you should always have the mindset <clears throat> that it is your fault and you need to do something about it <laughs> you know Jocko talks I, I know you hate Jocko Willick hate him but I do, li- I do like that mindset of, you know it's your fault it's your responsibility oh make. yeah I definitely like ownership yeah full uh, ownership of your actions and, and what's happening to you and especially you know like you. I know you do like um, stoicism so you might, you'll might you appreciate you know a lot of that is how you react to what's yeah. happening a lot of stoicism is about just reacting to what happened to you yeah and uh, like Look, we might rag on manifestations and affirmations and all this. Mm-hmm. There's incredible value in understanding your goals. And there's incredible value in like repeatedly going over your goals and what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. And like, although we mightn't agree that fucking the universe manifests things for you. Yeah. If you're just clued in yeah. and you're thinking about what do I want to achieve? What yeah. when do I want to achieve it by? What are the what's the process by which I'm going to achieve it? Even if, even if you think the fairies are going to deliver you a new car, right? Yeah. Even if you're like, oh, the fucking car fairies are coming now today. I'm going to fucking put a leaf of clover under my pillow every night, Joe. Yep. You doing that and putting a leaf of clover every under your bed every night is probably the reason you're going to, like, work that bit of extra time. Yep. You mightn't go on holidays this time. You might just do something else. And then suddenly the car fucking manifests itself. You yeah. Know? yeah. So I don't think... I don't think anyone can rag on it because there's value in what it achieves. Yeah. It just doesn't achieve it in the way it does. You know, like during the midsummer there when I said I was like, fuck this. Like, yeah. There would come a point, for example, at work where normally when I swiped out or whatever weekends, I was um, default optimistic would be my, like default in a good mood, I'd say, would be most, most of the time. Yeah. Say. Maybe not chirpy good mood, but like. Never chirpy. Never chirpy. <laughs> never chirpy, but. Like, it's default good stuff, you know? That's the way I, I suppose, like, yeah, biochemistry is set up. But I noticed even, you know, at the weekends, I was not happy. And that was a point where I was like, yeah, right, I have yeah. to change something. Hell or high water, you know, it needs to be changed, you know? And uh, 
I'm not going to say I had mental health issues or something or depression. <laughs> I was yeah, sad yeah, and yeah. I, there was a direct cause of what was making me not happy. Yeah. You know, then I went about and adjusted that. Yeah. You know, some people have, you know, issues like that and it it's not their fault. Like they no. can't do something about that, you know. But then I think 2020 was the year of like mental health, you know, when people who didn't have mental health issues, I think is one thing, but we probably shouldn't get onto this. We won't get onto this. No. But it, like in that yeah, scenario, yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew I was making me sad. Yeah. No, I did not enjoy it. So I went about and took actions. Yeah. And here we are so far. Like, looking forward to 2021. Yeah. Um, so there should be some great things coming in 21. Yeah, we'll remain ever optimistic. Yeah. So the next month of 2021 already is lockdown for us, though, in Ireland. Uh, until the end of January, at least, they're saying. But realistically, who knows? Thank God, though, for me, because I had done no training since the 3rd of December, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. December is just... A shit show in terms of drinking and not training. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, every December review is a rough. Every time. Yeah. It's like I only actually get 11 years of the, or 11 months a year to train. Yeah. Uh, but then 12, what 12? So, lockdown, to be honest, is no bad thing for me. Yeah, for training wise. Training wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like work, it's going to be tough. Like, yeah, it's because not, not ideal. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, it's not that bad. At least this might be the last lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Considering the vaccine started, yes, or no, earlier this week in Ireland. Yeah. Um. So maybe international travel won't be on until the summer, but at least in internal travel in Ireland might be gone, or might be free. Um. So we're like, until, we won't make any plans realistically. Like no. We are, um, we're still here. So. Still selling PDFs. I wonder how many seminars we would have done last year. If we yeah. Had. I would something I'd wonder about not remorseful but just kind of wondering mm. I wonder what we would have done you know how many um so we're you know Hayden's competing in May so we might be, hopefully we'll get to England for that yeah that'd be very good we've another um we've arranged so far with the guys in InTouch CrossFit in London mm. uh, I know Robin Serene listened to the podcast so with that anyway and Will's asked us about coming to the Animal Kid Iron but Australia yeah. I don't know if that would happen this year who yeah. knows not, the thing uh, is once the vaccine is out yeah and we're shot up like yeah. it's kind of load me up like load me up. Seven. I will back up on top of that needle. Yeah, faster than the horse it in. Like. <laughs> um, I'd hop on a frosty wall for you. So we're still hoping to drive to Tokyo for the Olympics. Yeah, that's still a big hope. Um, <coughs> like to be honest, we don't even want to go look at the Olympics. Like we no, just want to just drive to, hang out. Like. Yeah, we just want to drive to Tokyo. So <laughs> it remains to be seen. The big issue there is Russia and what they want people yeah. to do or not. So if we, if you, and unfortunately, yeah. You can't we just it. simply can't get there without the Russians. Well, like, we, uh, going around the other way, which we did before, would, n- would be so much more difficult. So but we'd still have to go through Russia. Yeah, we would actually. That's true. We would be able to go to China. Yeah. So, if we can... Hopefully, it's a scenario where you're like, you can provide proof of vaccination, then you're fine. Yeah. Um. Well, like, surely they'll scan the microchip. <laughs> in the vaccine. <laughs> that's a great idea. That's very useful, actually. Um. So... We just need to drive to Europe and get to Russia, yeah. and then we'll head over. And you look, if yeah. they don't leave us into Russia, we'll just stay with Gabe Poos. Yeah, in Romania. Yeah. And so we could always fly to Tokyo, but I'd much, 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 much better to drive. Um, so because if we drive, we can go to South Korea as well. We can get the ferry. Yeah. From Eastern Russia to South Korea and uh, see what's up. Go what's see Seoul. All we need is internet connection. I suppose keep working. Yeah. There'd be some good vlogs though. Absolutely. And then on to Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, other than that though, so I, sp- I imagine the next trip will be the UK, London. Yeah. Um, London. as soon as we can I can't wait Wimbledon. to get on the plane be both terrified and excited <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously uh. just starting a new training block start of the year so next four months will be intense with training 
and then we'll adapt and overcome. We'll make heavy trainings. Um, so obviously, same for you as well. You yeah. started a new training block. You know, beyond that, we'll just keep going and see what happens. Yeah. Other significant events. I suppose no one can say for sure. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I suppose every other year of everyone's life, and someone was talking about this recently, I can't even mention it. Every other year you made plans and you could follow through with them. Everyone had 2020 plans as about every year. Yeah. And that was the year that did not follow through with. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't make plans outside two weeks in 2020. No. The amount of times, you know, you have a hotel booked or something. Or even like meet up with people for food. Actually, yeah. How often did you have a Jesus restaurant booked? Jesus Christ, yeah. It, it's a fairy one. Um, yeah. So looking ahead of 2021. It will be what it'll be. We'll just keep. We have where we want to go, but we're not making plans for when yeah. we want to go to autos. I just want to travel. I just want to go <laughs> on a plane so bad or go somewhere. Just want to get out of this fucking country. I just want to fucking. Oh, just. Uh, you know, a, a bammy uh, Mediterranean stop town. It. Stop. But anyway. Yeah. Happy New Year. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Was... Yeah. Uh, hopefully you didn't overindulge last night, or hopefully you did. And well, like other countries aren't in lockdowns, like we are. It's so depressing. You know, it's, it's I have a load of friends in New Zealand. Yeah, bastards. <laughs> oh my god, stop, stop it right now. How how far is the flight from New Zealand to Australia, like Sydney or whatever? Oh, it's long. It's like a couple of hours, isn't it? No, longer again. It's a good bit. Like, it's a good few hours. Yeah, I think so. See, in in your head, it's like oh. <laughs> in my head, they're the same country. Yeah, they're like an hour over the yeah. road. Like, where's the bridge? Yeah, like it's so good, but they're not close at all. Ever. No, no, no. It's a big old flight. It's New Zealand's really on its own. Like, yeah, bastards. So they're such hardy fuckers. That's why they've got the um, the free. They're having raves and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so after that then, who knows what'll happen. I don't know if there's anything else this year that we've... So hopefully we'll get to see Gabriel go to the UK. Oh, I got a new Jeep. Oh, you did actually a Hilux. I got the Jeep I wanted. Um, I got the Jeep I wanted since I was 12. Yeah. Uh, thank God. Great got, year. Got Great. The <laughs> oh, look at that stretch. Uh, um, I, th- I think we've ticked all the boxes, haven't we? Yeah. Thanks for listening. Stroke watching. Yeah. Go watch the YouTube channel. Oh, if, if you're listening, obviously, so if you're a wait after, um, so actually, we should probably talk about some of the stuff that's coming out program-wise. Oh, yeah. So in the next number of days, we have Snatch-specific programs coming out, uh, and these are eight-week blocks, so it's two training sessions per week. These are aimed at, like, people who really want to push their Snatch and improve their Snatch. So the first example of that would be uh, just the, it's called New PB in eight weeks, so it's two sessions per week. Uh, for eight weeks these are like if you're going to a gym and you're doing normal strength training work but you want to push your snatch more uh, you do these two sessions every week if you're a crossfitter you'll still be able to fit these sessions in around your normal training if you're an off-season athlete you'll be able to kind of run it concurrently with your strength and hypertrophy work the second one of those then we have is the kind of swinging the bar program right so if you're somebody who smashes the bar with your hips and the bar tends to fall out in front of you or the bar is getting way way out in front of you or the example would be if you're jumping way back in your snatch uh this is the one for you right so it will straighten out that pull will give you really good vertical extension at the top of your pull it will build acceleration the whole way off the floor so rather than being kind of fast off the floor and slowing down as it gets to your hips uh and then the last version of that, and sorry, this is the same thing. These are all eight weeks, two sessions a week. And the last version of that then is the week overhead. So we see it a lot where people might have very good mobility, or very good flexibility. And their pull off the floor might look quite good. But when they catch it, they're either catching it in a power snatch position 
or they're catching it with slightly bent arms or they might have a small bit of like elbow wink in the catch uh, or else they catch it and sit there and can't stand back up out of it and this is same thing eight weeks you're going to focus on that overhead position still working in the classic lift the whole time like still doing full snatches uh, and then hopefully fixing that and by the end of the, the eight weeks you'll have hit a new PB so there'll obviously be a jerk program coming out so just one jerk program almost certainly um, one clean program yeah there won't be three streams like the snatch so then we'll be having our for all of our listeners realistically you know not just our weightlifters is the assistance program basically so the kind of body armor body armor so a bodybuilding slash assistance work program so you'll be it'll be a different format to our other programs so yeah. it'll be a pdf will be more of an interactive style program so it'll be you know you'll select your hamstrings and then you'll get hopefully a series of, of programming and progressions that you can do and you can pick a certain number of exercises and it'll be kind of all our favorite exercises you can put into something so yeah. if you're like let's say you're a field athlete and you're you keep telling your hamstrings and your coaches is like you need better hamstrings so you go get our program and you pick hamstrings and you're like you put in your stuff and you get a hamstring program yeah so this strength. is it's basically a programming tool for you yeah so it's like a matrix a you kit. enter in oh, a kit toolbox yeah uh yeah you you input your your needs and it will shoot out a little quasi program uh, or if you're a weightlifter and you need a stronger back, you know, you'll do something like that. So it'll be kind of for everyone, a crossfitter, you know, whatever you need, you'll pick yeah. areas. Uh, it'll give you appropriate workouts, hopefully. And that'll be a good one. That'll take a bit of time, but we're looking forward to that. Yeah. We will be bringing out a our weightlifting certificate course. So it'll be online educational course. Yeah, uh, for coaches. Yep. So that'll be limited number of places. So probably, pr- probably 20 or so, depending on what format we go with. So we've been thinking about it for a while. Um, so it'll be a lecture series. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a lecture series with um, with like fairly intensive, uh, module work throughout. Mm-hmm. So like des- program design, corrective actions to take, uh, and it'll be good. Like it will be very very hands on fee. The number will kind of be dictated by what platform we use. So there's loads of these kind of online teaching platforms. We we will try get it accredited as well in some form. Yeah. So you can you can use it for yourself as a form of, you know, you bring it to... Qualification, yeah. yeah. so if you're a PT or a coach or something, you know, you can bring it to people and um, you are applying for a new job, you can put it on your CV and have it be a weighty thing, you know. So there's, Absolutely. There's CMD, is it Continuous Development... CD? CPD. CPD, so Continuous Progr- or Professional Development. You can get things accredited, so they look at yeah. the course, uh, look at us and whatever, and then they'll give it their stars and stripes say lads what the fuck are you? so it's like an ISO for kind of courses yeah yeah uh, so you can use that then yourself hopefully to put on your CV and have it mean something yeah uh, obviously it would be seminars you know if you are in a place where you want us to come do seminars a home or abroad just give us a contact and we'll work out so we have um, you know we have our usual athlete seminars which we love doing but there is a lot of uh, coach seminars that we, we would like to do with people so educating your staff and your CrossFit gym if you want to learn about strength training or weightlifting in particular or athletic performance, you know, we're happy to come do those. Yeah, the athletic performance is something I think that uh, training facilities on a whole get a huge amount of benefit from. Mm-hmm. So, like, looking at how you develop athletes, looking at athletes of different ages or different experience, uh, experience brackets and how they, they should be developed differently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's, like, there's absolutely loads of options for next year. Uh, so, if you're interested, give us a shout. Yep, so... Let's see what happens. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the few minutes of us kind of going over what we actually provide as well as a company. We do appreciate that. Thanks, guys.